Hello and welcome to the Supernatural Podcast. I'm Jill and I'm here with my podcasting partner, Dan. Hello, Jill, and hello, everyone. So today we are talking about things, foods that you um, might think are healthy, but they're not because there's a lot of, um, gosh, what is it? Like swirling waters, mud, smoke, all of that things around health foods. And while I was away, I was talking to quite a few people and they're all like, oh, I'm going to start eating healthy and I'm going to start eating this, that, and then I'm thinking that's not a healthy diet and like the things that we're kind of told that are healthy really really aren't in some cases yeah it's really misleading because people who uh, like aren't really interested or have never kind of explored the health and fitness world they get marketed to and they get manipulated into buying products which they think are healthy but they're often not and they've got like addictive substances in like things like aspartame and sweeteners and sugar. So, oh god, yeah, sweeteners. So I've got the... that on my list. You've got. Oh, so we're going yeah. to have different lists, aren't we? Yeah. So the so the they dive into this like health and fitness world, and they start um and they might buy a few products, but the the weight might not change. They might get some different symptoms like brain fog, and then they get so disheartened because what they've the, the time and effort to to change these habits has yielded no results. Yeah, and it's almost not their fault because these billion dollar companies have marketed to them and lied and cheated and and people get fooled and it's not fair and there's lots of them out there but so we're going to try and spread some some good information ones to avoid things you can like alternatives which you can which you can put into place which actually are health foods um but yeah it's it's a minefield for people who especially people who are going into it for the first time yeah and things like inflammation um diabetes uh, metabolic disease all of these things are on the up and this is probably one of the reasons why, because we're eating foods that weren't even like in existence like 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And all the additives and the, like, like you say, and the sweeteners, the estrogens and the hormones that are going into things. You know, yeah. it's no wonder that people are sick um, because the food that we're eating is, is making us sick. And you are what you eat or you are what you excrete is, a, is another word for it. Yeah. Exactly, they all true. You are what you eat. Yeah, you are what you absorb as well. Because sometimes you might be eating food, and your your gut health might be that bad. You aren't even absorbing the vitamins and minerals that are in your food, if there's any in there at all. Anyway, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, like you said, the all these kind of negative, nasty things in food are on the increase. Our health is on the decrease in general. So, if you if you go back to a time like a hundred years ago or something when all these things didn't exist. The rates of cancer and obesity and and all these syndromes were so minimal compared to what they are now. Um, there's just a direct correlation, isn't there? Especially for things like the the World Health Organization and and governments tell us to stop eating red meat and start eating grains and all these things. But our health's declining and the amount of um, cancer is increasing. There's just all everything's in the wrong direction. Yet they keep telling us to do these things. So. It's up to the likes of to me and you and other like people who are interested in health to spread some good information, but it feels like a losing battle, doesn't it? I know. And you only, like you say, you only have to look around, you know, when I was sitting in like sitting on holiday and stuff and you'll have done the same because it's just a hazard of our jobs, isn't it? That we sit and look at, look at people, the way they're walking, the way they're moving, how they look. And you can just see that. The, oh, like, yeah. And you know, like you can just see how unhealthy people are, and it's mm. it's quite scary, really. Now nowadays, that the, the majority of people that you look at are, you know, overweight, 
got mobility issues and got yeah. all sorts of other issues going on and the amount of medications that people take as well is just like and that all interferes with what what you're eating as well yeah it's um i always come back to the the saying that i heard of paul check which i like is it's it's common but not normal mm. it's, people think normal is to be to be a little bit overweight to take a few pills every day that's normal that's not normal at all that is abnormal for a human to be like that but it's common and people get the two phrases mixed up yeah because everyone else does it they must think oh well that's just normal but no it's absolutely abnormal to be in pain to be overweight to be addicted to foods yeah it's so commonplace if someone is a, a healthy shining example of health they, they get called uh, oh you, you're far too strict you know live your life all these type of things but th- that should be what we're striving for that's that is just normal to be healthy yeah. <laughs> and not on all these pills and, and addicted foods. I mean, I'm not perfect. Some of these things I'm going to say in the list here, I've eaten them myself. I still do to some, de- to some degree. Like it's, it's, it, it's a very hard battle because like we said at the start, they can be addictive and be hidden in a lot, lots of foods. But yeah, the information is out there and we, we're going to try and yeah give some helpful advice. Yes, indeed. So I've got a big long list here, Dan, and I'm sure you do as well. And we've probably got some of the same things, but do you we'll want to go a, first with yours? Yeah, we'll have a few crossovers. Um, well, I'm going to mention the first one, which has been in the news the last couple of days, which is aspartame. I'm sure mm. you've heard of that. There was a, I think there was a leaked report by Reuters and the World Health Organization have found out that aspartame is actually a carcinogenic, which a lot of health experts have known for years. It's It's got some really negative health effects. Um, so just a quick, like, kind of... Backstory, aspartame is a sweetener, which they put in things like diet coke and diet diet drinks instead of sugar, because we all know the, the negative health effects of having too much processed sugar, like a regular coke does have a lot of sugar in. People started to figure this out. Aspartame was then was added into a lot of diet drinks instead. So it's it cuts back on the calories, cuts back on the sugar, and people thought it was a better alternative. And that's what we were told back in the 80s when it was approved. But a lot of health experts have pretty much known that aspartame is it's a, a carcinogenic, which is a cancer-causing substance. But again, the World Health Organization said, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, just <laughs> keep drinking it. Obviously, things like Diet Coke is like, Coke's probably worth trillions. So they're not going to yeah. want to remove it, are they? So, But yeah, so just in the last couple of days, um, it's been in the news that aspartame has been, it's been, it's been jumped up in the list of, I think it's a class three to a class 2b but really it should be a, a class one carcinogenic it, it's horrific for your health yeah and it's in all sorts of things isn't it do you want to know mm. an interesting fact about aspartame aspartame how do you say it <laughs> it's going to be one of those words that i can't it's say aspartame, but yeah there's, there's loads of people there's about 10 different sayings isn't it I say yeah. aspartame. well i'm going to say the same as you right. um it was invented invented in 1965 mm. by james m schlatter um schlatter <laughs> I can't speak this morning. Obtained the compound as part of research into anti ulcer drugs. Um, he discovered the sweetness completely by accident after licking it off his fingers, which was against every work safety regulation. Oh, yeah. well, that's, I guess that's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. You just make, you're making drugs and you just lick them off your finger. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how aspartame was um, discovered. Uh, it's. Um... It's 200 times sweeter than sugar. So hence why it, it's it's so popular and so effective. 
because you, if you can remove all the sugar from a regular uh, can of Coke, for instance, and just put this minimal amount of aspartame in, because mm-hmm. it's got 200 times the sweetener effect, which means it's got like zero calories. It's a perfect blend, isn't it? And it's it's probably addictive. I mean, I haven't read any studies or anything, but I'm sure it is. Mm. And it, it's funny when we you were just discussing that, how do you pronounce it? And that's, that's one of the rules you get taught in the Czech system. If you can't pronounce it, you probably shouldn't be eating it or drinking it. Exactly. <laughs> I was exactly. going to say that. If it's yeah. got any unpronounceable things in it, yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. stay if away. Can, a natural diet, you can say all the words. You can say chicken. You can say carrot. <laughs> you, can, you can say water. <laughs> Even like aspartame is a relatively small one. Some of them were like, you know, got all of that as of the alphabet in three times. Well, do you want to know what aspartame is also called? It's also called Asculifame oh, K or E950 or E951. So, you know, when you've got all the E numbers in, that's what oh, it's yeah. disguised sounds really healthy. Yeah, it sounds like a joint, isn't it? You really sounds want to really, eat yeah. some anti-ulcer byproduct drug. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so aspartame is first on my list. I know it's not particularly a health food, but it's a fake food. And if people are drinking, uh, like we we often speak about like bridging the gap between where you are and where you want to be if you're unhealthy. So if you're drinking six cans of regular Coke a day, I know you've spoke about one of your previous clients who was drinking gallons of Coke a day. Like it's, it's horrific for your health. So if you can then bridge the gap and you think, right, I'm going to make a smart move. I'm just going to take it in steps. I'm going to drink diet Coke instead. It's a step in the right direction, at least at least kind of mentally as well. You are making some effort to change. But then you've been tricked into thinking you're making a healthy choice, but now you're ingesting all this aspartame, which is going to have negative health effects. So what you would do is you would take, at least you've tried to make a positive step. You, you've been misinformed, but at least you've made a positive step. So what you would then do is try and have things like... Um, because some people like the if a drink, they like the fizz. They, they like the sensation of like carbonated stuff. So if you can just go to regular, maybe sparkling water instead, there's some like healthier alternatives. Maybe cut back on the amount and just do it over time. And eventually get to things like um, flavored water and then just regular water. So try and take it in steps. At least people are making a step in the right direction. If they think Diet Coke is healthier, again, they've been tricked. But just keep stepping in the right direction. And that's that would be kind of my advice to get off any any type of carbonated drink. Because, yeah, you rot your teeth, you get addicted. It's, it's just not good, is it? No, not good. Okay, so that's number one. My one is um, fruit juices, orange juice, and any kind of fruit juice. Because people think, oh, I'm going to get have a healthy drink. <laughs> Let's have fruit juice. Yeah. And actually, um, because we've all spoken about this hundreds of times as well, Dan, like if you're eating a piece of fruit, you're eating the fiber, you're eating the vitamins, you're eating all of the the whole fruit, which then slows its rate down through your system and doesn't spike your blood sugars because you've got all the fiber that's going on with it. Whereas if you're just drinking like orange juice, it just spikes your blood sugars. It's just sugar. And um, that's like people go, oh, I'm going to drink fruit juice, but actually you're just drinking sugar. So if you're going to drink fruit juice and I've also got smoothies on the list as well. Smoothies are yeah. slightly better because yeah. they are got the fiber in, but shop-bought smoothies are also full of unpronounceables. Um, probably better off if you make your own. I'll give you that one. 
But any kind of juice is not a great way to start the day. You're going to be shooting up your blood sugars. You know, you normally drink a fruit juice first thing on a morning, don't you? Mm. And just spike the blood sugars. And then, then you're on that roller coaster of up and down and up and down all day. Like we said before, for the, the previous, for the aspartame, it's people are doing it because they're taking, they think they're taking a healthy step by drinking, mm. by drinking fruit juice. Because, yeah, it's it's made out of fruit. It's, it probably has got um, vitamins and minerals and some nutrition in it. But drinking like a glass of uh, orange juice from Concentrate, it's probably the equivalent of drinking like five oranges. You wouldn't sit and eat five oranges mm. <laughs> in a yeah. go, would you? Like if you eat a full orange, yeah, like you say, you've, you've got the, the whole the whole nutritional complex. Whereas if you've just got the fruit juice from the Concentrate, you've got all the sugar, all the fructose, and it's going to spike your blood sugar. It stays on the shelf in the supermarket for quite a long time. It's got preservatives. It's got things like that. So, yeah, what you think is that you're making a healthy choice. Again, it depends from what you're coming from. If you're coming from having a, a can of pop in the morning to drinking some fruit juice, it probably is a small step in the right direction, but it's still not great. If you if you really like fruit juice, the, it's a lot more awkward. Again, convenience comes into it, but um, if you make your own, if you get an orange and you, you, you squeeze it and you make your own or you make your own smoothie, like you said, those innocent smoothie and things, they've got so much sugar in and preservatives. Um, and they're so expensive as well. But but I can understand why people would think they're healthy. Yeah. It, it's a, they think it's a better alternative than having a kind of pop or something, which it is. It's probably got has more vitamins and minerals and nutrition, but it's still not great. No. And also Innocent sold out, didn't they? They sold out to Nestle or somewhere Nestle as or well. Coke, yeah. Or Coke. So if you've got to look at who owns these companies as well, because often they're owned by Coca-Cola. Or... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's mine. Fruit juices and smoothies. Yeah, that, that was on my list as well. My next one is, seems as we'll be talking about things you would kind of have like as, as a breakfast, um, is milk alternatives. Oh, I've got that on my list as I'm well. sure you have that on your list, yeah. <laughs> um, so these are things like... Uh, like oat milk and like uh what's the ones like almond milk and things like that and there's quite a few on the market now i think anything they can mm. just turn into some sort of white liquid <laughs> they just call it milk i know it's uh, quite minging really <laughs> yeah when milk should only come from an animal a mammal with with nipples <laughs> that's where milk comes from they should really be called waters or i don't know concentrates because it's not milk um, Apart from coconut milk, can you can we have coconut milk? I think I think it's water. I think it should be called coconut water, shouldn't it? Yeah, true. Yeah, it's because it's white. Kind of my big problem with these are if well, first of all, people often have these alternatives because they might have an allergy or a sensitivity to cow's milk, um, mm. and and the the trouble is cow's milk isn't actually that healthy anyway. A lot of it, unless it's raw or it's organic, a lot of the cow's milk, which we've we've all been brought up on is full of antibiotics it comes from sick animals if it's if it's like the the semi-skimmed or the skimmed it doesn't really have any fat in any nutrition so that's like the again what they're stepping down from is also bad so cow's milk was generally pretty bad unless it's raw so people again they're making a step in what they think is a good direction towards health but then you get things like these oat milks and things and they can't almost the companies kind of guilt you into having it like it's good for the environment and it's a healthier alternative. But they think it's a better choice for the planet. But then when you look at it, they, they, they monocrop these farms 
which like destroys the environment, destroys the ecosystem. Like you kill all the soil, it's covered in pesticides and stuff like that. And then it's got multiple ingredients. It's not just oat or almonds. It's got seed oils. It's got sugars. It's got things to keep it on the shelf. So it's just so much manipulation. They guilt you when you think and you make a better better choice for yourself and the planet. But if you look into the small details, well, not even the small details, the way it's farmed is horrendous for the planet. And it's probably not going to be even better for your health than having cow's milk, unless you were like allergic to cow's milk. But it's not that much of a better choice, really. No. No, goat's milk. That's what I was always taught to drink because <laughs> I had bad skin when I was young. Well, I still got bad skin, but it was uh, always goat's milk. Yeah, is a good alternative. The, the the gold standard is if you if you like milk, is to get it is to get raw milk. I know it's harder to get. I mean, I sometimes is the place in North Yorkshire, which is about forty five minutes away, uh, maybe not that far, about half an hour away, and it sells raw milk, and it's absolutely delicious. Delicious. It's got all the vitamins, minerals. It's got the healthy fat. Um, and even people who are sensitive to dairy can tolerate raw milk because it comes mm. in its whole form with all the healthy bacteria and stuff. So yeah, going to oat milk and almond milk and whatever latest milk there is, it's often not better for you and it's not better for the planet, which they've kind of guilted you into thinking. So that's that's a big yeah. one lately, I think, the last few years. And while we're on the subject of milk and dairy products and everything else, you mentioned it there, skimmed and semi-skimmed milk. It's just like, you might as well just drink water. There's nothing in it that is no. good for you and it's um so if you are going to have milk get the full fat version because you know at least you know you're getting some fat then because again we've done a whole episode on fat haven't we done that fat is essential it's called essential fatty acids they're not um they're part of the macro macro diet that you need um and so fat doesn't make you fat so if you're going to drink milk drink full fat versions and that goes for everything as well like full fat um yogurts uh anything that says low fat or reduced fat or zero fat it just means they've taken the flavor out of it and the goodness out of it and filled it with chemicals and additives and sweeteners and sugar and crap so yeah always buy the full fat version yeah and if people are they're not getting the full fat version because they've been scared of the word fat and you think fat equals body fat, which it doesn't. Mm. Um, having the full fat version is obviously going to, um, like pound for pound, it's going to have more calories because fat has a uh, nine calories per gram. So fatty foods are higher in calories. So just have a smaller amount. If if you, you know if you if you're watching calories or you're watching your weight or you're looking to reduce body fat, just have a smaller amount. At least you're getting um, the health benefits of having full fat stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, like we said, the again, if you just want to like break it down, raw dairy would be the best. Then organic would be after that. Then the full fat versions after that, and then it goes down the scale. So just wherever you're at in your health journey, or, or availability wise, just choose wherever you're at, but try and get the highest quality. Yeah, definitely. And also, just while I'm on the we're on the subject of yogurts and dairy products, yogurts, low fat fruit yogurts are probably the worst thing that you can eat to like spike your blood sugar they're just full of mm. sugar and they're just minging <laughs> so don't yeah. ever eat a low-fat fruit yogurt just eat a piece of fruit yeah yeah so the milk, milk alternatives that was a big one for me so yeah uh, i've got I'm that sure one you had that on your list yeah is it my turn now yep Kind of staying in the dairy zone, margarines and all these like crap 
what they're spreads. called, you know, spreads. And, yeah. Oh, God, don't eat them. They're just full of additives. Wasn't margarine invented as a, like a byproduct of something? I can't remember what, but it's not even good for you either. You just get butter, mm. get proper butter. I can't believe it's not butter. Like, let's say you can't believe it should be allowed on the shelves. Really, <laughs> I can't believe it's people eat this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and 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 just be careful, Gus, when you you can when you buy an actual block of cow's dairy butter, it comes in like the the foil, doesn't it? That's and you mm-hmm. should look at the ingredient. It's normally just uh, dairy and sometimes a little bit of salt, but you can also get the ones that. Um, these, it comes in the plastic tubs and you think it's because it's the same brand. It might be Lurpak or Anchor or something like that. But it's a spread and it's got, it might be 50% dairy, 50, uh, 25% rapeseed oil, 25% uh, another seed oil. Because the it keeps them softer so you can spread them on toast and things easier. But these yeah. seed oils are horrendous for your health. So just take a second and just look at the ingredients. Because even if you think you're making a better choice going from margarine, to spreadable butter there's all like half of the ingredients is horrendous for your health so if you're gonna have butter just have just try and buy 100 percent dairy butter and for me i love butter the taste is so much nicer you can it's a good cooking ingredient um but yeah luckily i was never brought up on margarines and spreads and stuff like that no yeah. me neither i don't even know what 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 the ingredients are to be honest no i think like you say it's made up of quite a few different ones and mm. Yeah, not nice. Not nice. No, we don't want no. we don't want them in our diet. No. So my next one is protein bars. Oh, I've got that on my list. And granola bars. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about granola bars, yeah, that's a good one. But um protein bars, it's 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 marketing because um especially for people who are especially trying to build muscle, it's it's kind of that niche. Um people see the word protein in the marketing. 20 grams of protein, 25 grams of protein. And you think, well, that's good. That's a really, for such a small bar, that's a really high hit of protein. That's almost the equivalent of like a chicken breast, maybe not quite, but um, it's, it's quite a lot. And But when you look at the ingredients, often there's very high sugar. They've got chocolate in, things like that. Um, they've often, often got oats in and stuff. You might be intolerant to gluten or grains. So that's going to wreck your health. Um, and the protein comes from soy isolates and soy is pretty horrific for your health especially if you're a man um contains isoflavones if i'm pronouncing that right which is a plant-based estrogen which bind to human estrogen um and the receptors cause like estrogenic effects so if you're a man and trying to build muscle and you're boosting your testosterone your estrogen levels through the roof by eating loads of soy then it's just a backward step not a forward step so it's not going to help your muscle muscle building at all. But because it says 20 grams of protein, you think, oh, I'm doing something really good. But in fact, you'd be so much better off just having a healthy meal with, you know, a piece of steak or chicken or fish. Because soy is just not good for your health at all. So. Yeah, soy is pretty minging, um, especially mm. for women as well. Like you can, you know, like, especially if you're in period of post-menopause and you've got estrogen levels that are finely balanced, you could eat a lot of soy and just send the whole thing up crashing down. So it's no wonder that people have so much problems around menopause as well with everything because, you know, you can't easily wreck the whole finely tuned system by eating all these things like you're thinking are good for you when they're actually shooting up your estrogen levels 
And like people think, oh, yeah. I'm losing estrogen. I need to eat more of it. But actually, sometimes you don't. You, it's it's the balance of it all. So yeah, again, it's like we said at the very start. It's confusing because people think they're doing something good, but really, it's it's having detrimental effects, which leads to so much frustration and confusion. Mm. Um, like you say, twenty grams of protein. You think, oh, great, I'm getting twenty grams of protein, but it's just it's it's swung you in the wrong direction, not the right direction. Yeah, yeah. What you, you're trying to do something good, and it's actually you're going backwards. So um, there's probably some sort of placebo effect because if if you don't know the full details, you think oh, I've had twenty grams of protein, so it might balance out. I don't know, but there's there's better alternatives. And also protein shakes as well. Like I know me and you use the same one, uh, which is really expensive one, but yeah. it doesn't have anything in it, and it's all made from um, collagen, isn't it? Collagen protein, yeah. protein. Um, but if you look at some of those, like my, my son, he sometimes comes back with one of the protein shakes, and it's just like full of chemicals, and I'm just like, no. Yeah, it's especially the the pre-made, like the pre-bottled stuff, which you can just yeah. buy the milkshake stuff because it has to last on the shelf for so long. Um, yeah, it's often got lots of preservatives in and, and like sugars or sugar alternatives to make it sweet and taste nice, like mm. and, and all these other things. So, yeah, unfortunately, not very good. Not good. And um, whenever you go and sit in the shops and you see these protein bars and you look at them and you think, oh, yeah, they're so expensive. And then mm. you look at a bag of nuts, <laughs> like unsalted nuts. You could just yeah. buy them and eat them and have the same effects. Mm. But they yeah, like look the, I would say on average, a protein bar in a shop would cost one pound fifty to two pound fifty somewhere in that range. Mm. You can you can go and buy like a bag of beef jerky or biltong or something like that, which has the roughly the same amount of protein, but it's just dried beef, and your body can absorb all the nutrients a lot better. There's no or less nasty preservatives in. Sometimes, if you look at the quality of biltong, it can be a little bit off, but in general, it's it's a far better option. I would say. Yeah, especially if you get the organic stuff. Can you remember when I got obsessed with eating protein after weight training? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was having bags of filter on. <laughs> Cashew nuts are like in every handbag you had and stuff like that. <laughs> nuts, built on, boiled <laughs> eggs. I had everything like yeah. just in my sports bag afterwards. Mm. I was like, but yeah, works. Um, right. right. Uh, I've got rancid oils next. Did we kind of mention them with the margarines? But margarines are rancid oils. So rancid oils are ones that when exposed to heat and light, they become carcinogenic, which, um, again, we don't want them. A sunflower oil is one. It's one of the processes of creating the oils that get this. You might think sunflower oil is, like, really good for you, but mm, mm, um, soy and can canola. Seed oils, not good. Seed oils are not good. Seeds in their form are really good. Seed oils. Mm. And they're the so common if you look at ingredients in your food. They're be all over the place. It's no wonder like cancer rates are going through the roof, is it? And inflammation and all of this stuff. Like these things that we eat and just all the time. And I'm not saying I'm perfect and you're not saying you're perfect either. We eat these things as well. But it's like being aware of it, I think, is the yeah. main thing awareness is the first step and like when you mentioned cancer there like, it's a real like bugbear of mine when you see like cancer's horrific and there's all these adverts which say um like cancer research uk there's billions get spent on one day we will cure cancer one day yeah. we will cure cancer well you're never going to cure cancer as long as you're putting this shit in your body 
it doesn't matter. Oh, I know. It, it really annoys me as well. You know, it's it's really clever. It'll adapt. It'll and it's like what what's the saying? A uh, an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. So instead of why spend ten billion pounds and try to cure cancer, which I agree, some people get cancer and it's horrific, and we need to the research needs to be done. But if ten billion was spent on educating, was spent on educating people how to eat healthy and live a healthy lifestyle, the rates of cancer would decrease so significantly. You wouldn't need to spend ten billion on how to try to cure it. Do you know it's 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 so backward the way it's worked out, oh. and all these adverts where it say one in two people will get cancer. It's like you. It's like almost like they're willing it into your life, like they're telling you you're going to get cancer. And it, I know. it really annoys me. It's just like people are just so convinced. Oh, I wonder which one in two. So you look around your family room and there's there's four of you. think, I wonder which two of us might get cancer. It, it's it's just like it's like programming you to believe it's just normal. It's so it abnormal. Is, it is. It is. Of a population to get cancer. It's crazy. But it's just people just, just accept it. And I used to until I got into health and fitness that that was just normal. It's yeah. crazy. That should not happen. <laughs> it's madness, isn't it? I know. Isn't it something like ninety percent? You can prevent ninety percent of cancers are preventable through lifestyle factors. Diet lifestyle, yeah. And... Imagine, imagine if you just got an adequate amount of exercise every day. You got eight hours of sleep. You just hydrated yourself with healthy water, and you, you had a, an organic diet, like kind of right for your metabolic type. These most like that you say ninety to ninety five percent of diseases illnesses would just vanish, but that is not good for the pharmaceutical industry. It, it would just crash and burn. So what do they do? The pharmaceutical industry uh, makes all the unhealthy food, covers then covers it in all the pesticides, and then sells you the solution in the form of a drug. So they've got you from the womb to the tomb. It's it's a very sick but well oiled machine it's not good and people like paul check and a lot of health experts have been speaking about this for years but like i said at the start it feels like a losing battle because the the giants the the bigger than some governments aren't they the, the amount of money they make exactly area i know and it's like we take advice from our health from people who aren't healthy yeah don't take health advice from sick doctors it's Look, look at a, a shining example of health and use them as an example and see what they're doing and just copy them because success leaves clues, doesn't it? Exactly. How many medications yeah. are you on, Dan? Well, zero. Apart from, apart from which I hate. I've had to take a few hair fever tablets, but even then I'm like, I feel like I'm a sellout when I take them. <laughs> when I have to walk Rufus in the field, it just drives me mad. Yeah. But in honesty, I don't even think they do that much good because I'm still sneezing and sniffling, so... Yeah, me neither. I'm not on any either. Apart from the odd hair fever tablet, which you're mm. right, and the odd bit of eczema cream when my skin goes crazy. Mm. That's it. Yeah, and, it, and it's a good like disclaimer, like we said at the start. Like we are definitely not perfect. A lot of these things I've listed here, like you say, when I went on holiday, I did have um, I, like we haven't obviously I haven't mentioned alcohol. Alcohol is not a fake health food. We all know it's bad for you, but I would have a couple of drinks. I would um, I would have a, a glass of Coke or I would have like a dessert. But I do it willingly known that this is bad. And if I suffer the consequences, it's on me. I'm not naive anymore because I'm aware. Do you know what I mean? Um, I know I'm not going to be perfect the rest of my life. But awareness is the first step. And like, if I suffer the consequences, it's on me. Yeah, I take responsibility for my own health. And if I get ill or something, I think, right, well, where am I out of balance? What have I done? Mm. 
you know yeah. so that, that comes into it as well yeah exactly I mean I've now not drank alcohol for a year and a half um so I'm That's still yeah. on the no alcohol um I don't even think I'll I don't really even feel like I need it anymore like it's one of the best things I've ever done for my health I must say um I don't want to become too evangelical about the whole thing yeah. but it, it is really good I mean when I was on holiday I did have the odd glass of cork which is like the first time I've ever had cork but I, I can't even remember the last time I had yeah. cork it was just so hot you know when you just want a cold drink and I was like yeah this is the first time I've had Coca-Cola for years. And it actually was nice to have it like that in a like oh, yeah. really hot environment. But it's not something I've never had one since I come back. It's not like I have it again. I just, yeah. you just get like, I was drinking like four liters of water. It was 45 degrees. We can't deny that having a, a nice or a cold glass of Coke tastes nice. It, it tastes nice. It's full of sugar. It's meant <laughs> to taste nice. And yeah. So a, lot, a lot of these things, like a, a protein bar, because it's it's got lots of sugars and sweeteners, it tastes nice. It's covered in chocolate, but that's where they get you. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 that momentary pleasure, but it's the long term negative health effects. Every yeah. once in a while, it's probably all right. Like you say, the eighty twenty rule, a glass yeah, of wine every now and again will probably be all right. But we know we know it's bad for you, and it's it's amazing that you've gone a year and a half without alcohol. And it, you know what? It's it's a really good trend that's happening. It's it like I think so. It's it's really on the rise, especially in the like the younger generation as well. Some people, a lot of them now, are just saying one because of the expense, how expensive it is to drink these days. But it's 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 a really good trend that people are just not turning to drink anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, and there's there's a lot of beer alternatives like zero alcohol. So like it's again, it's bridging that gap in between. There's a young guy I work with, Tom, and he's. Um, I think he's 18 or 19 and he's uh so shout out to Tom because I know he'll be listening. Hi Tom. Um, and, and he's he's been off alcohol for quite a while and he's really interested in his health. And it's so good to see. Um and a lot of people I think should be taking that step as well. I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I didn't do it when I was 18. <laughs> but it was a different time then. It was so yeah. much cheaper, it was just more normal. And I know like my parents' generation, it was even worse. It was you were expected to drink four or five times a week as yeah. a man back then as well. So I'm really pleased it is going in that direction because the negative effects of alcohol are, are not good at all. Yeah, I just think, you know, like so many, it causes so many problems in in your health that you don't even realize that it does. And um, it's a poison, isn't it? It's There's no getting mm. away from it. It is a poison and you're oh, yeah. willingly poisoning yourself. Um, like I said, I'm not going to get evangelical. <laughs> you, you, you can't because it's a difficult one, alcohol, because some of the, best times especially when you're young and you're oh, with your God. friend yeah uh, with alcohol let's say sometimes you have memories that last a lifetime so uh, i understand it is difficult um yeah i had my time with it i had fun yeah ultimately if you're if you're interested in your health and you, you cut out alcohol you, you're going to see some benefits definitely definitely yeah um I, I didn't actually have alcohol on my list but now well it's yeah because <laughs> We all know it's not a fake health food. <laughs> it's definitely not fake. Yeah. It doesn't make you um, feel good, but it's temporary. Well, every now and then they say that red wine's good for you, but you would get the same effects from eating red grapes. Yeah, Not exactly. as much of them, so it's, yeah. it's not really. Uh, that Every now and then, like a little bit of research comes out, doesn't it? You think, who's funded that, I wonder? Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Blue Nun? <laughs> all the money. Guinness? Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
let's go. Uh, I've got a bit of a group of them here, the four white devils. Oh, right, yeah, that's a, that's a term I haven't heard for a while. Yeah, I can remember that, Paul, check one. And they are white sugar, white flour, white salt. And what's the other one? White dairy. White dairy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, anything white. And rice as well, white rice. Hmm. I think I think rice has at least it's got some nutritional benefit. It's not massive, but if you if you struggle with like a heavy carbohydrate diet, it's going to spike your blood sugar significantly. Massively. So I think if you um, do have it, if you do have rice, um, like try and have it with some fat and protein and like a meal. Don't just have a yeah. lot of rice cakes because you're probably going to struggle. Oh, we've got a comment here from Melanie. Hi, Melanie. Um, Hi, we know that illnesses need medical insights there. Yeah, definitely. However, I think healthy lifestyle can reduce so many issues. It can, like diabetes, high blood pressure, and mobility. It's so true, Melanie. And, and Melanie's also another good example of, like, why keeping fit and healthy. And people said, you know, oh, you're so lucky. You're, you know, you're a certain shape or a certain way. It's not look. <laughs> it's yeah. not look in it, is yeah. there? It's not look that we don't have high blood pressure or we don't, like, not overweight there's there's no look about it it's about you know being aware and trying to live a healthy lifestyle yeah and a lot of things are reversible as well like mm. if you you might be unfortunate enough to, to get like a really nasty cancer and that's i'm not talking about those things but things like type 2 diabetes mm. um just being overweight the, these are reversible the human body is amazing if you do what it was intended to do and feed it how it was intended to be fed it, it'll, it'll you'll you'll fall into shape you'll be healthy you'll be happy um and if you're eating toxic foods on the on the if you swing the pendulum the other way you'll have a toxic looking body and also you'll have this is things i've like re, been thinking about recently like toxic thoughts like depression and everything and anxiety is on the rise um but if you're putting toxic foods into your body the, your brain and your psyche that's going to become toxic as well it mm. makes total sense you're going to have toxic thoughts if you put toxic crap in your body all the time. It's not just your your physical manifestation, your you know your, your body fat and your muscles and your joints. The way you think is going to change, and your, your feelings and your hormones are all going to be changed. So, if you think you're depressed or you're suffering with anxiety, even cleaning up your diet is going to have a big effect. Yeah, um, it's you're right, and like people watch the news and then. And, you know the adverts the advert like you've already mentioned the like cancer adverts you've got the incontinence adverts like mm. <laughs> like that it's normal to be incontinent for women of a yeah. certain age and then you've got like so we've kind of been programmed into this and every mm. kind of um i don't know like drama show that you watch the professional women all turn to alcohol on a night like the only way you can have a good time is to be drinking alcohol mm. it's it's programming our brains into like we've got to live this way and it's like no we don't have to live this way it's totally you know what you eat what you think it's all about like being on a higher vibration yeah and it used to be cigarettes used to be the same as well luckily that's that's changed yeah, well, that was, I mean, it was, was only totally... in the 1960s that we're still saying that pregnant women should take cigarettes to help yeah. help with the birth. It's just crazy. <laughs> like, again, like the tobacco industry is so, it's a colossus. So the amount of money they can, yeah, exactly. um, like, bribe, they can bribe doctors, they can bribe industries. Um, they, they, like they would sponsor sports teams, tobacco companies. Um, so yeah. Well, that was yeah. only until recently, wasn't it? It was the until embassy recently, yeah. snooker and... Stuff yeah, like the, the F1 used to have like Marlboro written on the side of the race car. Like, yeah. and these are athletes who are meant to be the pinnacle of health. So, 
yeah, follow the money. Um, there's there's so much of it going on. It it is scary, but like you say awareness is the first step. At least like we're, we're telling people, and there is like this this hope because there's alternatives out there. You, you don't have to do these things, but like if you can just be aware of how how like uh, pervasive it is and how programmed you've been by television and things like that, it's um you can you can kind of step back and think, Jesus Christ, yeah, it's 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 almost not your fault. But then once you do know about it, then it's up to you. Yeah, That's you're right, Dan. Yeah. Yay. But the, <laughs> the, the last thing I've got on my list, the foods, is this went through a really big spike a few years ago, and I think it's kind of coming down because people know it's crap. But it was all these fake meats. So oh, beyond oh, meat yeah. and corn and fake steak and crap like that. It, it seemed to be getting pushed massively. And I don't know whether I'm just not seeing it anymore, but it seems to have fallen off again. Or people just aren't buying it because, like, if you're gonna, if you want steak, just have a steak. It's it's healthy. But if if you look at the ingredients on a fake steak, it's full of preservatives. You can't pronounce the ingredients. It's again, it's just made in a factory. It's not made by a cow. Uh, it's it's crazy. So I'm glad they've kind of declined. I think a lot of the big industries were suffering like massive. Um, uh, losses they were like you know when you get like a 10-year plan to make money it just wasn't going to plan and they were having to lay off a lot of staff and stuff um, and all that happened to beyond meat anyway but i just hope i know this is another trend could be starting you hear like these big insect farms where they're trying to get people's protein through insects and stuff like that i hope that doesn't take off because yeah mankind will not survive and men won't become you know big alpha males by eating insects so <laughs> Now, please, people, just eat steak. <laughs> <laughs> just eat real steak. Yeah. Just yeah. eat real food. That's the thing, isn't it? Just real eat food, real yeah. food. Can you pronounce the ingredients? Does, it, does Mother Earth provide it for us? Great. Exactly. People. Can you remember, like, there was a trend a while ago to eat, like, a cauliflower head as, instead of a steak? <laughs> like, can you remember that? Like, Marks and Spencers were, like, trying to market this slice of cauliflower. It's <laughs> just oh, like, yeah. 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 Luckily, luckily, I think um, that th- there's enough of like a, an innate primal instinct in us to not let the meat industry ever go away. Do you know? Mm. Like, there's there's a reason why most people eat meat. It's because it it's so good for your health. Um, and I, I don't know why there's a, an, an agenda to get rid of meat and things like that. Um, I, you know, I, I don't agree with these commercial farmer principles and the way animals get treated. I'm, I'm, there's a lot of things can change, and I'm a hypocrite in some regards to that because I still eat commercially raised meat. But I think getting rid of it totally is going to have a, a more detrimental effect. Um, yeah, because our yeah, DNA dictates that we should eat it. I don't really eat commercially bred stuff because all of my stuff comes from our local butcher who yeah, puts really a list good. of the farms and everything is just from like within a 10 mile radius that's the only meat that i eat but yeah um i agree like i, I don't agree with all that big farming things and yeah you're right mm. but if you can re- like just make from the butcher <laughs> just go to your local yeah. butchers and eat that from there and it's you know you know where it's come from then like ask the butcher the butchers are really knowledgeable about it yeah, and you can even just tell looking at the quality of the products, even just looking at them, it just you, you can tell it's healthier from a healthier animal. 
Oh my god! You know when we go out for a steak or something, like we rarely eat steak now from a restaurant because it's never as good as what we get from the butcher. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I mean you pay a fortune for it in a restaurant as well, don't you? I know. Like there's so many times we've had steak in a, in a restaurant now and gone. Mm, you know what? It's not as nice. It's what we can get from home. Not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not worth it. My local butcher, you can get two flat iron steaks. I think it's like seven pound fifty, and the quality is amazing. And it's like you, you would pay like almost twenty quid for one in a restaurant, and I get two yeah. for two for seven pound fifty. So yeah, yeah, it, do make the effort, and obviously it supports local small businesses as well. And when you buy chicken from the butcher, it's massive. Like mm. one chicken breast can feed like a family of four, whereas if you get them from Tesco's or somewhere, you have to the little tiny ones, aren't they? And they're all injected with water. Oh, they've got yeah, those chlorine yeah. injected chickens now. Did you see mm. that they're coming online on in some supermarkets? So watch out for those guys. We don't want to be eating chlorine. Yeah, well, I'm sure it was about a year ago. It was because the chlorine chicken has been it's been um, like going on in America for years, but now I think they're starting importing it over here. Yeah, because they year dropped that law, didn't they? That prevented it yeah. so sneaky sneaky you get some chlorine chicken in here yeah <laughs> that'll be <really> helpful <laughs> sounds delightful doesn't it? yeah right i've got two final things on my list god we've been right. going for nearly an hour here yeah. <laughs> well done everyone is anyone still listening <laughs> um <laughs> to me and dan ranting on so my next one is breakfast cereals we all know why cornflakes was invented don't we yeah, you've said this one a few times, and it's a really interesting <laughs> fact. I think you should say it again. So, complex was invented by Dr. Kellogg, who uh, wanted to stop. This is—he was a Victorian, and he wanted to stop young boys from masturbating. And he thought that uh, really bland, dry food would help prevent those those toxic thoughts, Dad. You know. It probably made them masturbate more. They probably had so little excitement <laughs> coming from their life eating fucking Kellogg's every day. <laughs> they probably had to go the opposite. Eating complex every day. <laughs> I need a bit of excitement in my life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, complex of Ming. Ming from Planet Ming. Yeah. So- well, like, and people put cornflakes, uh, which are just pure carbohydrates, so there's no fat or protein. Then they pour skimmed milk on top, which is yeah. no fat or protein. So it's a very bad start to your day. And they probably put sugar on top as well, just to add some flavour. Give some flavour, yeah. With a with a nice glass of orange juice, just to spike <laughs> the blood sugars a bit more. Yeah, no wonder by like half ten, you, you feel as though you could, you could eat a horse because like your blood sugar's going crazy and you need some actual nutrition. Yeah, so breakfast cereals. And they like go full of iron and vitamin D. It's just because they've injected things into them and yeah fortified mm. with vitamin k but i think when you fortify something it doesn't actually work anywhere um there's a lot of studies around like fortification of foods and it's it's not as good as what you think it is so, and it's so dry like, imagine all the enzymes in your body having to work as hard as they can <laughs> to convert those dry cornflakes which you just look like bits of concrete into actual nutrition it it just looks like it wrecks your gut doesn't it yeah it's not good for your gut health we haven't mm. talked about gut health, but these all of these foods are not good for your gut health. No. And my next, my final thing is anything that says gluten-free. If you are gluten-free, if you're a celiac, um, then obviously you have to stay clear of anything with gluten in. But usually gluten-free, when they remove the gluten, it's the same with removing the fat. They put a lot of additives into mm-hmm. okay, gluten is what binds foods together. Um, and they normally just replace it with some other glue chemical mm, nastiness yeah. if you're gluten-free just eat something else 
have a if you if you love um I don't know pasta all the time replace so this is actually one of the things I do because I don't know if I'm I'm pretty sure I'm gluten intolerant I'm not celiac I don't have celiac but um mm. sensitivity and remind me at the end I want to talk about this, something else as well but um when I cook a meal for me and Helen. Helen can tolerate wheat and gluten just fine. So she, and she loves pasta. So when I make pasta for us, I I just use it sounds weird, but I just use potatoes. I chop up potatoes into small pieces. I make the same meal, but I have um like the so potatoes instead of pasta. It sounds odd, but I've got the pesto, I've got the meat, I've got mushrooms and sauce and stuff. Mm. So I know I'm not going to get the 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 negative side of the health effects from eating gluten. Even though I love pasta, I just I just know it's it's not good for me. I just and it's only like maybe the past three or four years it's developed. I don't know whether the quality of the wheat's gone down or whether I've just developed an intolerance over time. Mm. Um, so yeah, so switch it out. Have like you might be okay with grains. You might be able to eat rice. Um, but if you if you kind of tolerate gluten, the chances are a gluten free bread is still going to have some nasty shit in it that you can't tolerate anywhere. Mm. So yeah, anything gluten free just. Avoid. Avoid. Have an alternative, yeah. Like, yeah. like a, a different food group. Yeah, so that's the end of my list, Dan. What else yeah. did you want to talk about? Oh, so we should probably maybe talk about this on a on another episode, but I've um I'll dedicate a full episode to it. I have just like speaking about food intolerances. I don't know if you've done one like a food intolerance test before. Mm, have you ever no, done one like I a proper I haven't done a proper one. So I've just ordered really expensive one that lee brandon on his podcast recommended um mm. let's see if i can pronounce this right it's a the company's called precision point diagnostics and it's a p88 dietary antigen test <laughs> so i think i get 10 points for saying that well yeah uh, so it's a it's a blood test you prick your finger and you you fill four swabs with blood and right. it tests you against 88 of the most common foods eaten um, ah. tells you if you're allergic to because I've been reading loads into it, and it's interesting because you can be fully allergic, like you know, people are allergic to peanuts, and you have like you know an anaphylactic response. Mm-hmm. That's pretty obvious. But there's others which you can be very sensitive to, but your your body develops coping mechanisms. So you might be allergic to it, but your body's let you cope with it. You still get really bad long term uh, health effects, but you can eat it without dying. So, like, there's the short-term response, which is anaphylactic shock, but then there's ones which aren't as bad, um, which you can tolerate, but you're getting long-term uh, negative health effects. So you, it might be hard to diagnose those ones because they mm. go under the radar. Um, so I, I sometimes get, like, IBS and a bad stomach and stuff, and, like, I've really struggled to pinpoint what it is. I'm pretty sure it's gluten, but I'm not sure if it's things like dairy and coffee because you have them together. It's hard to, like... Yeah, uh, single out which one it is. So I've I've just recently ordered the test that's going to come in the post. So when I get the results, I maybe we should talk about doing it. Yeah, because I, I got all those tests with Lee. Can you remember when I got my gut microbiome analysed? Oh yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. To that's see. the thing, like this, like getting actual evidence. Like, yeah, it, it makes it like it enforces what you should do and it clears things up, doesn't it? So. Yeah, then you know where your baseline is, don't you? And then if what you're doing is having any effects. That's the only way to do it, really. It's a proper way to do it, but it's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. And also, I'm scared about pricking my finger with a nail because I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared of needle. Oh, you big boss. <laughs> so I'll probably pack out while I, 
<laughs> when I was pregnant and I had to inject insulin, you know, you have to do the finger prick test. When you first start doing it, like, yeah. by the end, it was easy. And I had to inject insulin into us. Oh, and uh, by the end, when you first start, you're going, oh, 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 I'll do <laughs> it. <laughs> but you get over it. Yeah. Um, anything else, Dan? No, so that's all the ones I had. I knew we would have like an overlap of things we would speak about. And there's, there's probably some we've missed off because there is quite a few, but yeah if anyone else can think of any let me know let us know and um yeah thank you for listening um what have i got to tell you is all in other news oh in other news my book is um just i've just had it back from the proofreader so now i've got to do a final proofread and it should be out soon that's exciting is that just to make sure like there's no spelling mistakes and all that type of thing and oh my god writing a book is the biggest pain in the ass ever like writing um like you write your book, right? You think, yeah, I'm writing a book. Cool. Then that's the easy part. Then there's like <laughs> the editing process, which the then, you, yeah, then you cut it all out and like cut half of it down because you're waffling on. Then there's the proofreading. Then there's the second proofread. Then the third proofread. <laughs> and then it's like, oh my God, by the end you think, okay, is anybody going to like this? Is anyone going to read it? So Why do they ever do this? Why did I start this process? every book in the world will have gone through that process but it's so time consuming and also like soul destroying it's just like oh god please but once you do it and you release it and people enjoy it and you see people reading it then and it's going to last for eternity as well it's something that you've created it's a a physical thing that can last yeah a lifetime so it's yeah, no, I'm, I'm pleased for you doing that because it's, it's a big undertaking. I think every I hear a lot of authors say like it's yeah, it's it's soul destroying trying to write a book. It is, it is really. So hopefully that should be out. I'm aiming for September time. I think like, but that's not that far away now. No. <laughs> it seemed like a long way away when I was in <laughs> April. But anything else on your side, Dan? Uh, no, no. Just looking forward to getting stuck into a few more podcast episodes, and hopefully people have enjoyed our live stream yay so just let us know and um this will be out on our uh, spotify and itunes accounts on monday monday morning yeah probably be an edited version of course yeah, only very waffle. slightly these days I'm, i've got over ourselves maybe like, can't be too yeah, precious when... about all our ums and ahs and stuff like that it's when we first more. started we didn't know what to say did we we were just like <laughs> staring at each other going oh yeah. Now we're like just it just flows from us. We're like professionals. Yeah, it's just exposure therapy, isn't it? And the more you do it, the more you do yeah. get better at it. But you stop worrying about the small things. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening, and um, you can find me on my website organicpilates.co.uk and on Instagram organic pilates and breathwork, and on Facebook organic pilates and holistic health. Where can I find you, Dan? You can just find me in the gym at Coxo. That's <laughs> <laughs> so you find Dan in the gym. He specializes in strength training and he's just an all-round good egg. Have you got any space for clients? Uh, not currently, no, because oh, I've had so much going on with the house. And oh, my latest thing yesterday was we're getting the loft converted, getting it boarded out for storage. Mm. And there was a wasp's nest up there. So the joiner nearly put his foot through the ceiling trying to run away from all the wasps hanging out. <laughs> And Rufus ripped his bed to shreds. Um, and <laughs> Rufus <laughs> is the dog, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not the joiner. Uh, 
So I've just got all that stuff going on. That's just priority yeah. at the moment. So I'm not taking on any new clients as of now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, that's that's all good. Okay, then, guys. Well, thank you for listening. Have a fabulous day, and we'll see you all soon. Bye, Bye everyone.